Hi there, my name is Mary Kilolea. Welcome to the To Be Boulder podcast, providing career insights for the next generation of women in business and tech. To Be Boulder was created out of my love for technology and marketing, my desire to bring together like-minded women, and my hope to be a great role model and source of inspiration for my two girls and other young women like you. Encouraging you guys to show up and to be bolder and to know that anything you guys dream of, it's totally possible. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the conversation. Today, I'm excited to have on the show a true champion of women in tech. Eugenia Jordan is a self-made immigrant. She started her telecom career as a secretary and now has gone on to become the vice president of marketing of the major telecom industry disruptor, Parallel Wireless. She has over 20 plus years of strategic marketing leadership experience, leading marketing and communications for small and Fortune 500 global technology companies like Star and Cisco. She is a well sought after speaker at many technology and telecom events and webinars. She is a well known telecom writer contributing to publications like RCR, Wireless, The Fast Mode, Developing Telecoms, and many others. She is also an inventor, holding seven patents that include 5G and Open RAN. She is the founding member of the Boston Chapter of Chief, an organization for women in the C-suite to strengthen their leadership, magnify their influence, pave the way to bring others, cross-pollinate power across industries, and affect change from the top down. Her passion is to help women in telecom to realize their full potential through mentorships, communities, engagements, and workshops. Her story is a positive example that if you work hard, play fair, continue to learn, and always believe in yourself, you can grow yourself, your career, and others. Eugenia resides in Massachusetts with her husband, teenage son, and three rescue dogs. She loves theater and museums. She volunteers for dog rescues and programs that help underprivileged children and women. Eugenia has a master's in teaching from Teachers College in Moscow and studied computer undergrad at CDI College in Toronto, Canada. Eugenia, it is so great to have you here. Thank you for joining us. Looking at your life in tech and the various roles that you had over the years, you have accomplished so much. What is the secret to your success? That is a great question, Mary. Thank you. So I'm going to answer it with one line from Hamilton, not throwing away your shot. Yeah. When a shot is given to you, when the opportunity is given to you, you take it. I love it. Because us as women, right, we always say, oh, I'm not, might not be good enough. If I'm not 100% on the job description, I'm not going to apply. So, and we always limit ourselves and don't believe in ourselves. So the best advice is don't limit yourself, believe in yourself and just go for it. Now, is that a muscle that you've developed or have you always had that mindset? I believe um, my mom and my grandfather, I uh, was raised by a single mom. They always taught me um, that you need to believe in yourself. And I think it's a Eastern European Russian thing that you can rely on yourself and you can just, you need to grab what is given to survive. So that's a kind of survival instinct. Okay, great. Well, today you're Vice President of Marketing for Parallel Wireless. Um, Let's step back in time a bit. And can you talk about kind of what best prepared you for the responsibilities that you have today? Absolutely. So I would say three things. Number one is my education. And people are normally surprised that I don't have 
formal marketing education. I have a master's in teaching. But what is marketing? Marketing is understanding people's psychology. What is teaching? (laughs) Right? Right. Understanding people's psychology. So all the skills that I learned in um, as a teacher in, in my degree were very transferable to marketing. And then it's just learning tactics, how you market to this particular audience, what tactics you're using, avenues and so on. And the other education that I have is computer undergrad. So combine those. Mm-hmm. teaching and computer undergrad and boom, you mm-hmm. end up with most powerful <laughs> <laughs> marketer. Then the second one, um, I would say the village. So the village is my mentors and my sponsors that believed in me um, because it's impossible for anyone to succeed if you don't have someone that has your back. And takes you by your hand and walks you down that road or mentions your name when you are not in the room. Why don't Eugenia takes this project or why don't this person takes the project? So, and the third one is I'm very grateful to my experience at Cisco. Mm -hmm. So Cisco is a marketing machine. Mm -hmm. So back when I was there, people, the experience was absolutely amazing. So it prepared me to market like a big company. When I joined Parallel Wireless and it was a tiny startup, we always did marketing like a big 70,000 people company. Mm-hmm. So was there any hesitation going from a big company to a smaller company? No, I came to Cisco through an acquisition. Mm-hmm. And as they say, you can always take a girl out of a startup, but (laughs) (laughs) you cannot take startup out of a girl. (laughs) I I love it. Okay. Uh, Well, let's talk about your role and responsibilities that you have today as vice president and what excites you the most about what you do. So I've been with the company for almost nine years. It will be nine years in the fall and September. And what excites me are two things. Number one is the technology and the innovation we're delivering into the industry. I personally have seven patents myself. So anyone can innovate within Parallel Wireless. (laughs) And then the second one is people. People that I work with. And it became apparently through COVID that we have really good people. Mm. And people that I market to, our customers, the industry, analysts. And again, it came really, really apparent through COVID Mm -hmm. that people is what makes any company or any industry great. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, there were so many things discovered in um, in COVID, but I I think what you say is so true about how people needed to work together, be respectful of what each person was going through at unique times um, and just a unique way of collaborating exposed um, teams in such a different way or built teams in a a different way. Um, What do you think are important skills that women bring to the tech world that we as women could leverage maybe a bit better? As women, Mm -hmm. We have an empathy. 
build into our thinking, into our actions. So we need to leverage it as a strength and not as a weakness. Mm. Understanding how people feel, why they feel that way, relating to them. That is that is a strength. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, we sometimes don't realize that it is a strength. And because of that, we don't know our value. Right. So we need to know our value and understand that all our skills, our experiences, people behind us, they're so valuable. And we are more strategic than men. Why? So let me explain. (laughs) (laughs) Because men, they're hunters. They only see a goal. Mm -hmm. Women, we always see the goal. And also we know how to get there. So the strategy without detailed execution is nothing. So we need to understand that we're much better strategists than men because we not only see the goal, but we also know how to get there and we need to utilize it. Yeah, I I love that analogy. Um, I I think it's so important what you're saying, you know, not only from your background where you were teaching, but also um, the strengths that you're talking about that we as women may not utilize or uh, emphasize. Because so many people are looking at pivoting in their career right now, and we as women need to really consider what, I don't want to say core values, but like what strengths that we have that are transferable. How do you you advise people on this topic when they are thinking about maybe pivoting from something into the tech space? So I would recommend there's a really good book by Dory Clark, Reinventing Yourself. Mm. And as you said, Mary, it's evaluating what skills you you have. Mm-hmm. For example, for me, let me use me as an example. I am a really good writer. I'm a really good uh, marketer. I can build a brand from scratch. So those skills, they can be applied to another area. So if it's a finance lady, right, and she wants to become either a finance person in a different industry or she wants to open up her own CPA firm. It's all all those skills are transferable. And I think what prevents us as women sometimes to make that leap is the F word, which is fear. Mm. Mm -hmm. We like stability. We like being in control. Pivoting is hard. So in that book, there are some frameworks that will give women that stability and understanding. Huh? Yeah, I can do it. I have all those skills. Mm-hmm. I know how to do it. So I would say if they want to pivot, let's pivot. I think another F word um, that's very relevant is failure. The fear of failure. And what, like, What do you advise women who have the fear of failure? So I would flip that word. And instead of calling it a failure, I would call it a lesson. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't do it, 
if you don't ask for that promotion, if you don't change careers, you will always wonder what if. Right. But if you try and it doesn't work out, it's a lesson. You might succeed in a bigger way some other time. Right. Great advice. Um, Speaking of advice, what advice do you have for women who struggle with wanting to be seen and recognized, but struggle with self-promotion? When it comes to influencer marketing, there's a podcast that covers it all that you will want to add to your playlist. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. They talk about influencer marketing, social media, the creator economy, social commerce, and much, much more. They cover all aspects, including the creator economy, social commerce, the latest trends, the metaverse, TikTok trends, and that's just the beginning. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. Add the podcast to your playlist right now. Oh, that is such a tough question because, again, where I was raised, mm. it's you um, on Hofstede um, framework, right? We, there is no promotion in Eastern Europe. So I came here and everyone is talking about their accomplishments. Mm. So it's changing the mindset. Because self-promotion is not a self-promotion. It's your differentiator. Mm. Personal branding is your differentiator. How are you going to let potential employer know all your skills if you don't promote yourselves? And the second one, I'm going to give your listeners a little tip. How to not be afraid of self-promotion. Turn it into a service. When I post on my personal LinkedIn about Parallel Wireless or my personal post, who benefits from it? Because Eugenia works for Parallel Wireless. Parallel Wireless. Hmm. So I'm doing a service to my company by posting thoughtful, thought-provoking posts. Mm -hmm. So if women look at it as a service to the community, it might inspire another woman, a service to their company, then it's not self-promotion. They're doing what they're good at and it's helping. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I follow you on LinkedIn and I think you write some beautiful, very transparent and meaningful posts. Um, Is it hard to be vulnerable in, in some of your posts? Absolutely, because if I felt it, then they probably felt it as well. They probably experienced that as well. So having me posting this and them seeing it, they will know they're not alone. And what is interesting, when I post those posts, I always hope that there will be one person that it will resonate the most. I might get, you know, a thousand likes or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's not important to me. What's important to me that one person says, you know what? I lived it. And thank you for telling part of my story. So when I get that DM in my LinkedIn, I'm like, yes, <laughs> I impacted one person's life. Yeah, that's amazing. 
Um, what's one thing about being a woman in tech that you wish you could change? And what advice do you have for other women who might be dealing with this, I don't know, obstacle or myth or, or, or thing in tech that you wish you could change? I'm glad you used the word myth because I think all of us women in tech, we're being looked at being exceptional. Oh, you're a woman in tech. You're so exceptional. You're so wonderful. You're so smart. Let me ask you and your listeners a, a question. So if we take a man in tech and then a woman in tech and they went to the same college mm -hmm. and they worked on the same projects, why is one of them is not exceptional and another one is exceptional? Is it because it's an explanation for men why those women got to the table? Mm -hmm. And let me ask another thought-provoking question. Mm -hmm. There's women in tech, there's hashtags and organization. Mm -hmm. Do we know? I don't believe so, but I might be wrong. I might Google that after the, <laughs> this interview. That's good. Is there men in tech? Is there an organization mm -hmm. called men in tech? Why not? Yeah, I don't think there is. But why not? How, how would you, right? But but isn't it isn't it because we're trying to bring awareness or to build a, a community where we feel there's a lack of? Exactly. Exactly. We're highlighting an issue mm -hmm. that there's a lack of support of women in tech. Mm -hmm. There's 35 women that enter the tech, and then there's only 12% make it to the C-suite. So, and those numbers are staggering. So mm -hmm. you're absolutely right. The reason we have this movement, so we can unite and we can make that women in tech hashtag or those organizations obsolete. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wouldn't that be nice? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Especially in our lifetime, right? Yes. <laughs> uh, what's the best uh, business advice that you've ever received? So I'm going to give a plug to my husband. Mm -hmm. He tried different businesses. He succeeded. He failed. He always, he's building another business. So he's my inspiration. And he always says, when I have a bad day at work, he's like, Eugenia, it's just business. Mm -hmm. So the best advice is to separate emotions from business. And make the decision based on business. That is really good advice. Yeah. So we should, should probably cut that out so he doesn't go in his head. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So let's say you were just starting out in tech today. Is there anything that you would do differently? I would have spoken up sooner and more often mm -hmm. if I was... Talking to Eugenia 20 years ago, I would say, Eugenia, you have a voice, use it. And I hope women that enter in tech now, they use that advice. Don't sit at the table if you're invited to the table. Speak up. If you're not invited to the table, speak up. If you're not um, being invited to the table after you're speaking up, 
bring your own piece of the table and start making noise, creating your own extension. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great advice. Um, you're part of an organization called Chief. Can you tell us about Chief? Oh, Chief is the most amazing organization for female executives that ever existed. Carolyn and Lindsay formed it in 2019 in New York City because they were senior women in their organizations and they realized they didn't have a board of advisors. Mm. So let me ask you, Mary, a question. How many times you were the only woman in the room? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think I think in the marketing room that I'm in, there's more women, but I know through this podcast and all the other roles within tech that women are exclusively, you know, the minority in the room for sure. Exactly. So that's yeah. why Chief was created mm-hmm. to help senior women find their own board of advisors, yeah. stay in power, and then drive change within their organization. It's a really nice and safe community. Um, And people, they really, women, they really come together to support each other. Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, When you reflect on your career, what are you most proud of? My 17-year-old son, Mm. that despite working crazy hours at startups and then Cisco, despite traveling like crazy, and building my career, I still have, I, my husband and I, we still um, have raised an amazing, giving, talented, mm. kind human being. That's his, my biggest accomplishment. Yeah, love that. Um, so we've talked about the startup a couple of times. Um, what is it that attracts you to that type of size company, the startup? My curiosity, Hmm. figuring things out, um, and secondly, building something that never existed before, Mm -hmm. seeing the fruits of my labor, people, passion, innovation that can be created. So startup is like a bug. Once you taste it, you are forever, forever um, a startup person. <laughs> um, what does to be bolder mean to you? To be authentic, to be truly me. Mm. So not be afraid of any parts of my life and be accepting of all my blemishes or all my challenges. So to be bolder is to say, yeah, this is me. Mm-hmm. And I'm okay with all of that. Yeah. Uh, where do you see yourself in five years? So I'm hoping that in five years, I will be able to help more people and make a bigger impact. So I'm in the process of writing a book, um, doing it at night and on the weekends. I joined the um, Creator Institute program. And it's a leadership book that will help underrepresented women, people of color, immigrants like me to succeed in the workplace. 
So I wish I'm writing a book that I wish I had. Uh, yeah. Yeah. When I was starting over. Writing a book is on my list, my bucket list. Um, so I'm definitely going to um, ask you more questions about that. So I, I I know we have this podcast, but I hope we stay in touch because I want to see the progress and I, I'll have you back on to talk about your book. In a year. So <laughs> I started writing last week. Ah. It's just snippets and ideas, but the program by Creator Institute um, run by Eric Koster is absolutely amazing. In six months, I should have my book written. Oh my gosh. I, know that I needed I needed that program. I tried for a year by myself. Yeah. And I it just I'm busy, but I'm not busy. I I'm distracted. Right, right, right. That's that's awesome. Um, well, I our conversation's almost over. Was there anything we didn't cover today that you would like to share with the women listening? Just one thing. Okay. You deserve to be here. So know that. And don't let anyone else tell you otherwise. Where can someone um, get in touch with you? We're connected on LinkedIn. So it's Eugenia with an I, Jordan. And um, I hope we will connect with your listeners on LinkedIn. And I hope they will follow me or connect with me. And I hope that one day I will see a DM from them hmm. saying that my post touched them. Thank you so much for being on the show. You're welcome. Thank you for inviting me. This was absolutely wonderful, inspiring and fun all at the same time. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks for listening to the episode today. It was really fun chatting with my guest. If you liked our show, please like it and share it with your friends. If you want to learn what we're up to, please go check out our website at 2bbolder.com. That's the number two, little b boulder.com.